Hey, welcome to the Uncomfortable Is Okay podcast. I'm your host, Chris Desmond. This is a show where we help you get better at doing the hard stuff that makes life exciting. Unfortunately, I don't have an interview-based episode for you this week, but what I did, I threw out a message on Instagram and on Facebook yesterday, just asking people what they wanted to hear about from a couple of different topics. And actually, what came back was implementation. And I realize that that's slightly ironic with me not having an interview-based episode for you guys this week. Uh, Didn't implement on that one, sorry. Uh, But what I thought I would do is I thought I'd have a little bit of a chat around implementation, around getting stuff done. And also, this is partially from the Build Resilience Workshop that I ran a couple of weekends ago here in Wellington just in the planning stages of setting some up for next year, probably through March, April, May, June at this stage, and thinking of doing them Wellington, Auckland, Hamilton, Nelson, and maybe Hawke's Bay. Sing out if you're interested in any of those ones, or if you uh, want me to, to bring one to your location, and we can figure out how to do that. But in regards to implementation, I think one of the best ways that we can look to implement something that is difficult for us or something that is we know is just going to be hard to do is actually turn it into a habit, especially if this is something that's going to be repetitive for us, is how do we get this across the line consistently? How do we do this process consistently? So figuring out how to turn it into a habit is usually the most effective way of doing it because we're hardwired to look for the easy route we're hardwired to steer away from difficult uncomfortable challenging things it's the way that we've evolved we look to stay safe we look to conserve energy because those things have been important to us from an evolutionary perspective unfortunately for us now with that that predisposition we live in a pretty safe society for the most part we almost actively have to seek out ways to expend energy so those things don't always serve us particularly well, those, those evolutionary mechanisms of staying safe and conserving energy because of the way that society's changed and, and the way that we live at the moment. But what that also means is it's really difficult for us to start new things that are difficult. So if you, th- if you have a think about all of those New Year's resolutions that you set, if you set them, How many of them are you still doing more than three weeks after you've set them? So on the 22nd of January, how many of those New Year's resolutions are you still going with? Because often you start with a hiss and a roar, but then you stop being able to implement. So talking about implementation today, I'm going to use The Habit Loop by James Clear. So James is the author of Atomic Habits, which is a New York Times bestselling book. If you haven't read it, I would very much recommend that you grab a copy of it. It's fantastic. All about kind of how to how to set up habits, how to build good ones, break bad ones, and actually utilize them, utilize habits to become the type of person that you want to become. And James also appeared on the podcast back, I think, episode 117. I'll throw a link to it in the notes for this one, just so that you can go back. He's an intelligent, articulate guy who does a lot of really deep thinking about habits. So I've stolen his ideas for this implementation podcast because... 
they're great ideas actually and it's the best way to implement is if you can set something up as a habit for yourself so first of all i think decide on the thing that you want to implement what is it that you're wanting to to do what is it that you're wanting to get done take a second take a a minute to have a bit of a think about that and then we're going to walk through the process so james talks about it as a habit loop in this habit loop there's four steps of the process the four quadrants of the circle so the first quadrant is the cue the second quadrant is the craving the third quadrant is a response and the fourth quadrant is the reward and the repetition of that will do it once you implement thing something one time do it four to or do it repetitively and then you start to build a habit around implementation of whatever it is that you're trying to get done this hard thing that you're trying to do now the key with this as well though is that you need to have all four steps set up in the process for this to really turn into a habit and for you to develop some consistent implementation so the first thing is to create a cue whenever you're implementing something new especially something difficult basically what you're doing is you're trying to form a new habit and with a cue what what that is is it's something that triggers you to start to perform the habit so there can be a variety of cues that you can utilize a really good one that I utilize a lot with people is for people who are trying to get more active to start an exercise routine but and I'm sure a lot of you have been here as well actually you get home from work you think oh, I need to go and exercise you sit on the couch cook dinner you get bogged down and stuff and all of a sudden it's nine o'clock at night and you think holy shit I haven't gone and exercised that is not ideal so utilizing a cue for exercise could be something as simple as putting your running shoes by the door so when you get home you see the running shoes they trigger you they say oh running shoes i'm going to put you on and then i'm going to head out and go for a run but that the cue that trigger is seeing the running shoes james uses a good analogy as when he was trying to start to floss his teeth a little bit more or floss his teeth as a as a good habit is that rather than having the dental floss in his drawer what he did he'd put it next to his toothbrush so he brushed his teeth every day so the cue for him was he'd look at his toothbrush he'd see it there but he'd also see the dental floss right beside it so seeing the dental floss would trigger that cue for him other things that you can use as well is when I'm getting people to do some exercises say I, I ask them to do some car phrases or something similar people are like when should I do these like what what sort of timing and good cues are things that happen on a regular basis for you so what you could do is you could every time you go and brush your teeth you could do some car phrases so the cue for doing your car phrases is going to brush your teeth or the cue for doing your car phrases is while the kettle boils for your tea or your coffee so it's that thing that happens on a regular basis that triggers you to start to think about ah now I need to go and take action I need to do this work so that this becomes a habit so the first step of the process of implementation is to having a cue to trigger you to start the second step of the habit loop of this implementation process 
is craving and it's the motivational force behind a habit because you need some motivation or some desire so that you have a reason to act and the craving isn't the action that you take but rather it is the change in state that it delivers so to utilize someone wanting to exercise a little bit more the craving it might be to feel strong or to feel fit or to fit into those old genes that you used to have. So the craving itself isn't always the process of doing the action. Although for me, I find exercise quite enjoyable. So I actually kind of crave that. So, but that isn't going to be the case for everyone. So often the craving is what you're wanting to achieve afterwards. The craving is maybe the increased sense of self-worth that exercise brings you. Another interesting one is that when you're brushing your teeth, you're not motivated by the act of brushing your teeth, but you're rather motivated by the feeling of having a clean mouth afterwards. So that craving is the, is the motivation. So it's what you're wanting to achieve from this, that, that change in state. And the interesting thing is that the cravings are different from person to person. So I'm going to have different cravings to you guys listening to the people that I interact with. So it's figuring out what that craving is for yourself, what it is that you're motivated by that's going to help you to implement. And another interesting point is that cravings change over time as well. But what we want to be doing is we want to be keeping an eye on what it is that we're craving. If we're starting to lose motivation, then maybe we need to look at the craving and hey, is this something that I still want? Is this something that I still still like? So for brushing your teeth, probably having a clean mouth isn't going to ever change. People will always enjoy that. For me, the craving around exercise is probably a little bit different than what it used to be. It used to be about feeling strong, feeling fit, looking good. But actually now it's more about the change in mental state that I get from it is that relaxation that I feel afterwards, that kind of sense of that sense of excitement that I get mentally and the physical benefits are just a they're just a byproduct from it. So the second step in, in implementation is the craving. So what is it that you're craving? The third step is the response. So the response is the actual habit that you're trying to perform. It can be brushing your teeth. It could be going out and exercise, or it could be stopping watching TV, or it could be sitting down and recording a podcast or sitting down and writing an article or writing a report or sitting down and having a conversation with someone that you care about that you want to have more conversations with. The interesting thing about the response though as well is that the response occurs depending on how motivated you are and how much friction is associated with actually doing that response. And if a particular action requires more physical or mental effort than you're willing to expend, then you're not going to do it. Your response also depends on your ability because a habit can only occur if you're actually capable of doing it. So a nice analogy that James uses is if you want to dunk a basketball but can't jump high enough to reach the hoop, then you're not really going to be able to develop that habit. So starting off with something that is really easy to action but 
challenges you enough, make sure that you get better at it. So if it's not easy to action and there's too much friction, then you're not going to do it. So when you start off with something, say you're wanting to begin a new exercise routine, what is often quite helpful is that you get home, you see the cue, the shoes, cool, the shoes are there, I'm going to put them on. You've got the craving, awesome. What I want to do is I want to go out and I want to exercise because I'm going to feel fit, but also it's going to slow down my brain that's been buzzing all day at work. So there's the craving there. The third step is the response. So if you've set yourself up to go out for a run for an hour, but you haven't been running for two years, then there's probably going to be too much friction for you to overcome in that moment. If you set yourself, what I'm going to do as a response is I'm going to get out the door and go to the bottom of the jog to the bottom of the driveway, and then I'm going to run for two minutes once I get on the road. Then that's a much that friction around that response is really really reduced. So often it is starting off with something easy, starting off with something simple. Maybe it's not what your end goal is, what you're hoping for, but reducing that friction around the response initially is really helpful as you're starting to implement, as you're starting to form a habit. And again, a a really good story that James uses around this is that someone that he was working with wanted to start doing a gym program. So what he would do is he would go down to the gym, he would jump on the treadmill, he would walk on the treadmill for two minutes, and then he would leave. And then he'd come back the next day and he'd do it again. Walk on the treadmill for two minutes and then he'd leave. And he did it again and again and again. And what he was doing with that is that he was starting off small. He was starting off with a a small amount of friction, something that was easy to perform. Even though you might look at it and think, oh, he's not getting any benefit from that. What he was actually getting was he was showing up to the gym every day and he was becoming the type of person that would go to the gym every day. So he was forming that implementation habit around the gym. And then once that started to get really easy for him, that that two minutes a day, what he'd do is he'd stay for five minutes. So he'd make it, he'd add a little bit of extra friction in there. He wouldn't go from two minutes to 60 minutes. So it's, it's about gradually increasing the friction and the response as you start to get better with it. But if you're struggling in terms of implementation of the response, so this habit, the action that you're trying to take, then maybe what you need to look at is you need to reduce the friction around it. How can I make it a little bit easier for myself? Can I bring it back? Can I just do part of the task? So I start to perform it. I start to implement things but I'm not sitting down and recording a a three-hour podcast or I'm not going out and running a half marathon. The fourth part of the puzzle is the reward. So every time we respond, every time we take an action, it delivers a reward. And rewards are basically, they're the end goal of any habit, they're the end goal of implementation. So this process, the cue is about noticing the reward, craving is about wanting the reward, the response is about obtaining the reward. And we chase rewards because they serve two purposes. They either satisfy us and they teach us. So the first purpose of a reward is to satisfy your cravings. And rewards can deliver benefits on their own. So for example, food and water deliver energy that you need to survive. Getting a promotion brings more money and more respect. 
Getting physically active uh, improves your health, increases your dating prospects. But the more immediate benefit is that a reward satisfies your craving to eat or to gain status or to win approval. And at least for a moment, rewards deliver contentment and a relief from craving. And secondly, rewards teach us about which actions are worth remembering in the future as well. So your brain is, acts as a bit of a reward detector. As you go about your life, your sensory nervous system is continually monitoring which actions satisfy your desires and which deliver pleasure. And feelings of pleasure and disappointment are part of the feedback mechanism that helps your brain distinguish useful actions from useless ones. And rewards close that feedback loop and complete the habit cycle. So if you're looking to implement, you need to have all four of these steps dialed in. You need to have the cue, you need to have the craving, you need to have the response, you need to have the reward. Because if you don't have any of them, or one of them, or if one of them isn't sufficient, then you're not going to be able to implement, you're not gonna be able to form a habit. So if you don't have a good cue, the habit is never gonna start. If you've got an average craving, then you won't have enough motivation to act. If the response is too difficult, if there's too much friction there, then you're not gonna be able to do it. So that implementation doesn't happen. And if the reward is rubbish, if the reward is shitty, then you're not actually gonna have a reason to do it again. Without any of the first three steps, without the cue, without the craving, without the response, that behavior doesn't happen. Without a good reward at the end of it, that implementation cycle doesn't get repeated. So I think what would be great for you guys to work on today is, is pick something that you want to be doing, create a cue around it, figure out what your craving is, what is the response? It's probably that thing that you want to do. And what's the reward that you're going to get from this? So cue, craving, response, reward. And then start to put that into action. Start to implement that. Again, check out James's book, Atomic Habits. It is awesome. Uh, have a listen to the podcast that I did with him, episode 117. And go out there and implement. I'd love to hear what it is that you're that you're working on, what it is that you're implementing. Thanks so much for getting uncomfortable with me today. <laughs>